All right, enough Diffy, Diffy chat. Welcome to Diff's Early '90s country, uh, where we talk Joe Diffy and all things Chattahoochee. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing. It's Thursday. This is the Table Talk podcast, Twitch, YouTube show. We just cover all mediums where we talk things. Role-playing games. But do we cover, like, true mediums? Yeah, we will at one point. Uh, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo? She was... Is actually going to be a guest on the show. Yeah. No. No. I'm going to hit that reset button. Hit that reset button. Hey, guys, welcome to Thursday. It's Table Talk, where we talk uh, role-playing games. And (laughs) tonight we're talking... Unearthed Arcana again. What else will we talk about? I mean, Wizards of the Coast keeps just laying these jewels in our lap for us to dissect and talk about. So we're newest Arcana. I came across it today, but the uh, the timestamp on it says October fifteenth. But I may be a day late. <laughs> um, but that's all right. Um, we're Featherfall Tabletop. You can catch us. Multiple nights streaming. Tuesday is our The Gods We Know homebrew campaign DM'd by Adam Eslamas and company following him in their 5e homebrew. They are Tuesdays at 6.30 Central Time. Nope. 8.30 Central Time. You can find us, the three of us, plus two, on Wednesdays at 8.30 Central Time with our homebrew 5e campaign called Ghosts of the Past. It is a continuation of our Waterdeep campaign. Uh, and then we're here on Thursdays with Table Talk, talking RPG stuff. So we are we have two wonderful sponsors that uh, you know help keep the lights on here. Uh, and they are Skull Splitter uh, Dice. You can use the uh, code at checkout Featherfall. Oh man, so many things have changed lately. I, I'm still getting a hold of them. But Featherfall uh, save yourself 10% and found familiar who is now our bits leader here on Twitch. And I just want to say, congratulations. You've taken the top spot and we are super happy about that. And you can use Featherfall at checkout there to save 10% Foundfamiliar.com slash Featherfall is our affiliate link. Use Featherfall at checkout to save yourself 10% on some badass coffee. I've been working through the, um, uh, meta magic, and I just finished it, and I'm kind of sad. But now I get to try the Detect Magic. So uh, uh, super high-quality coffee. Um, and and he's just a cool dude, man. He's hanging out and chatting and donating those bits. We appreciate it. And uh, super glad to have him there with us. So that's housekeeping stuff. You guys have anything? Oh, I have one more. I always forget. We got a one shot on the 28th. It is now full, so I'm sorry that you didn't make the cut. But good news there are two one shots coming up in November on November 11th. Uh, Jen, who plays in the homebrew uh, The Gods We Know campaign, is DMing a Golden Girls themed one shot. And it sounds pretty fun. My wife's jaw just hit the floor. Uh, that's her favorite show. Uh, so she's doing that. That sounds pretty awesome. So if you want a chance to uh, Golden Girls role play in the skin of Betty White, uh, go ahead and sign up for that. 
uh, that to get there is in our Discord down below. Uh, exclamation point! I want in. And then on the twenty fifth of November, Kylie is DMing a fine familiar. Is that what it's called? It's it's where you you role play as familiars when they are not summoned. And she she gave a thirty second pitch in our Discord. It sounds awesome. I don't know much more about it, but. Uh, if you want in on that one, again, join our Discord, exclamation point, I want in, get you access to those links to join up, and we'd love to have you. Um, I'm sure the two of them will do an awesome job DMing. They are enthusiastic and charismatic as hell. It'll be a good time. And we have some coming up in, in December would be the next month. The ninth, but, which uh, is cool. More, yeah, more details to come on that one. Um, but anyway, there we are. That's it. Okay. Well, we should talk about it since you started over. Joe Diffie is probably the greatest country singer of all time. Just let mm. that settle, then let's get into some UA. I think Ron Travis disagrees. <laughs> yes, Garth Brooks at the very least is way better than him. Well, but what about Billy Ray? Forgetting the OGs, guys. Garth Brooks is still uh, better. You know, I mean, who I've really gotten onto lately is Willie Nelson. Not somebody I, I listen to enough. I'm going up that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a Willie Nelson fan now, uh, but yeah, Dwight Yoakam's still number one. Anyway, that's fair, and that might be because of his role G- in guitars and Cadillacs, <laughs> hillbilly music. Hillbilly uh, music. Uh, all right, enough enough country music. I can feel the drawl coming on, and uh, I'm all out of chew. Uh, I don't know what that means. Anyway, so today I came across, while I was at work and, <clears throat> and bored, came across some uh, new unearthed arcana. I did not unearth it myself, but it was there. And I'm just still blown away by the amount of subclasses that we are getting just back to back to back, right? this We've gone through one whole round of each class getting one, and now we're doubling up, which makes me believe we are getting some sort of supplement akin to Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which means we may get some new spells, which would be kind of cool, uh, along with you know all these new subclasses because they're being play-tested. They're not going to waste their time and not put it in a supplement. So I'm kind that's got me kind of the, the, the cockles of my heart are, is being warmed as we speak. Maybe the sub-cockle area, but yes. Big, mull that over. Anyway, we were going to do the Onomancy Wizard, but that just wasn't reaching out and grabbing us as much as this new one is. So we decided to leapfrog that, and we are going to talk about the Rune Knight, which is a fighter archetype, martial archetype for the fighter class. So one thing I would like to speculate is looking at release dates of D&D editions... Third edition was in 2000, flat. 3.5 was in 2003. Fourth was in 2008. Five years. Eight years between three and four. Fifth was in 2014. As as popular as fifth edition is... Are we? Do you think it's almost time? So... As, as much that's been put out for 5th edition, I don't think it's nearly as much as like 3.5 or 4th, yeah. but do you think it's time for 6th edition to come out? 
I was legit thinking that earlier too. I, I was wondering if this at least meant like a five E enhanced or enhanced enhanced or something. Okay. I feel like we're getting there because, I mean, it, I don't know enough about historical updates and well, other what? stuff, but every class is getting a, an update like this. That multiple, seems a little bit much. Multiple updates. Multiple updates. But well, so, but think about it. This would be if you were if D and D were a cash cow. Right now would be the time only for the reason that everybody starts over with the popularity yeah. that D and D is but, right now. Everybody starts over with a new edition. Gotcha. So could this be like a five point five? Like they did three and three point five. I don't know the. I you know I'm a fifth edition like newbie, right? So I don't know the differences there, but. Could this be a 5.5? And and especially with like the influx of all this digital media where now you can just update the documents and not really have to do a whole new edition. If, if 5e is pretty close, I don't want to say it's close to perfection, but it's a pretty streamlined system and, and popular. Do you want... Are you going to piss more people off by by jumping to a new edition or can we just get updated player's handbook updated classes so do you do appease those that are offended and i'm not saying i'm not falling on either side of the map here of racial bonuses so you you kind of fix the racial we we did have a right and we talked about that yes you fix the racial bonuses you throw out more like depth to classes yeah yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, strictly monetary speaking, if 6th edition is announced, I'm pre-ordering the book and I'm going to dive right in. Oh, simple man. as that. I know, but I have, like, fifth, my 5th edition bookshelf is getting so big, it's like, man, I, I don't want... I'm not ready for a 6th edition yet. I don't think I am either. Right. But not I'm going to buy be, it. Right, I would, because that's who I am, but, and I don't think it would be like learning a whole new system, but I, w- I do want, I do want to expand my systems, like I want to get out and play more yes. other types of systems, so I don't want D&D 6th edition coming in and, and uh, muddying those waters yet. So no, don't give me a give me a Xanathar type supplement. That's my vote. I want that and, too, and I I will a stamp of approval onto that. So, all right, that's a good question to ask though. Like I I don't know. It's you know it's coming, eventually. Uh, when and that 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 doomsday clock is ticking from when it goes from fifth to sixth, it's happening. So let's. You, you heard know, it here I'm not first. Ready for it. Yeah yeah yeah, I mean. I, I have my bunker built. It's food stores. I'm ready. All right, let's let's get into the, the the meat and potatoes of this and and why we're all here is this talking about the Rune Knight. Um, and some of you know I'm like in the middle of middle end game of Storm King's Thunder. So this kind of like piqued my interest uh, because the Rune Knight has a lot to do with giants, and I think it's it's kind of cool. It's a good play on this uh, on the fighter. So. And I think we have an upgrade on the on the Twitch stream, where we actually have the text displayed. You so can follow along kinda, if you if you don't like listening to us. us. Yeah, you just hit that mute 
button and uh, don't hit know, mute because if you yourself. hit mute, we lose a viewer. So just bring it all the way down to just minuscule where you can't hear us. And I have a sneeze like right on the end of my nose. It's it's coming. It's a All right. So uh, fighters get this archetype at level three. So they go through uh, level one and two with normal fighter stuff, and then they they get into their archetype. <laughs> that was oh, a solid. That was solid it. I got one. it. Solid. I solid. got the mute in there though. I didn't didn't blow out the the headphones there. Okay. So the room knight comes around at, at level three. So you discovered how to enhance your martial prowess using the supernatural powers of runes. The ancient practice of rune magic originated with giants. Skilt gravar, also known as rune cutters, can be found among any type of giants, and you likely learned your methods first or second hand, such as first or second hand from such a mystical artisan. Whether you found the giants were carved into a hill or cave, learned of the runes from a traveling sage, or met the giant in person. You studied the giant's craft. In time, you learned how to carve and apply runes to your equipment to make eh, runes to your equipment and how to invoke <laughs> their magic, ultimately becoming a rune knight. Sorry, I'm still recovering from that no, sneeze. Reading's tough. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, especially when you read all day. It's like, uh, I don't want to do it again. Um, so, a couple things jumped out here to me. Anything jump out for you guys? Like, What, what are you thinking right off the bat? We'll start with Trap. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I didn't have enough time to prepare for this. I apologize. So I'm kind of going along with us as we're reading. But, I mean, it's it sounds cool. I like the idea with giants being more introduced. I don't know a whole lot about them, but which means throughout, throughout my reading, they don't come up enough. So I like that there's more okay. focus on them. All right. Um, so I do Fair like point, that. Yeah. And I like that there's um, some artisan crafting in here, which is it kind of actually ties back into the artificer a little bit to me. Okay. I think that's kind of cool. Um, and yeah. having these runes and stuff that ca can make your equipment or whatever more powerful or magical, yeah. I, I think that provides a lot of opportunity for role play, for... Um, uh, combat and actual yeah. gameplay. I, I think it it offers a lot in a small package. Okay, I'd I'd like to know since you you are playing an artificer in our uh, in our Wednesday night games how this kind of might match there because this fighter does get to apply things to their equipment. Does this pair alongside? Are they moving along together? These two different classes. So I mean, please chime in, uh, Bob. What are you thinking? Um. I, I like it. I mean, uh, again, much of what all of this has been is just more. It eases players into role play, and yeah, I think it it gives instead of being creative with your backstories, it just gives you a built-in backstory. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's fun. Um, yeah, you know, we I got a I got a negative comment about last week's show in the word in the fact that we use the word flavor too much. Um, but this adds flavor to. But okay, valid criticism. But this these intro texts. That's exactly what they're there for, and I yeah, think we would be Aaron. missing something if we didn't point that out. You know, 
people who know know, right? But some people, if you don't know, you don't know. And we get we're here to kind of guide you there. But that's why they're giving you like a list of options. It is for that flavor to get your uh, your juices flowing and getting you moving in a direction that builds better role playing, better storytelling, better just better characters all around. Call it flavor, call it background, call it role play, whatever you want. I like that they're doing this uh, and, and putting an emphasis on that. So, I agree. Yeah. But I do, I do like some of the options they give you here. Like maybe uh, you found some giants work in a cave. And, and Travis, a little background. Uh, like dragons and giants were like Sword Coast battling for suprem oh. supremacy. And dragons won, giants won. You know, so they, they've been around for a long time. And there's actually giants in Waterdeep. We haven't, we didn't meet any, but they're one of the. Uh, is it Gray For Force Gray? Uh, mm -hmm. There's a there's a giant in there. So I could see where maybe you take up an apprenticeship with this. You're trying to get into Force Gray, and maybe you know something there. There's a lot of stuff you can do, and kind of study alongside in an apprenticeship program with a giant, or you're just a hermit in a cave, and there's all these runes on there that you are studying. You know, there's a lot to do there. So, I like that. Yeah. Um, along with, at third level, you get some proficiencies. So, you can uh, smith's tools, and you can learn to speak, read, and write giant. Uh, I think that's that's kind of nice. You know, right now, <laughs> my character in The Ghosts of the Past only has two languages. And, and it's really, like, I wish I knew more. So, anytime you kind of, it may seem like nothing right now. But if you're playing in a specific campaign, if you're you're... DM is knowing what you have that you know, giving you these opportunities to shine. I think having those those bits is is kind of cool. So I, I'm down with that. And also at third level, you get the rune magic. So you learn how to use runes to enhance your gear. When you gain this feature, you learn how to inscribe two runes of your choice on weapons, armors, or shields. Whenever you finish a long rest, you can touch a number of objects equal to the number of runes you know. And you inscribe a different rune onto each of the objects. To be eligible, an object must be a weapon, suit of armor, or shield. Your rune remains on the object until you finish a long rest, and an object can bear only one of your runes. Each time you gain a level in this class, you can replace one rune you know with a different one. Yeah, I mean... So, kind of like swapping out spell slots there. Yeah. Um, so, and... There's a whole list of rune options, and we'll get to that here in a second. But you're able to, you know, scribe onto your stuff and, and give it something cool. Um, this is a lot like uh, there's a magical item. I mean, spoiler alert for Storm King's Thunder. There's a magical item in uh, Storm King's Thunder that does this exact thing. It's one-time use. You get to pick what you want to do it on, and you can, you know, depending on what artifact you found, if it's a fire rune or or the or fire giant, hill giant, whatever, you get to inscribe onto a weapon or armor of your choice these things. So it's they're kind of taking a beat from that, I think. I, so, I find it interesting that this this falls under a knight, like or the fighter subclass, right? Because. I, I understand that fighters do hone their craft, but mm -hmm. like studying and you know, yeah, yeah, you don't, you wouldn't 
at the surface think a fighter is a is a, a studious right. sort. But I mean you have the art you have okay. the Eldritch Knight, like that's there. You have the what was Bing's an arcane archer? Yeah, so I will say going back to that, all the all the saves for the arcane archer I believe were intelligence. So there is a level, kind of a background bit right. of needing to know and learn the inner workings of studying runes, the inner workings of, you know, uh, the arcane right. magic. So there are elements of that built into other archetypes of the fighter. So, but with this, you can't, your dump stat's not going to be intelligence. So you're no, going you, to need a high strength, intelligence, constitution. Yeah, you kind of have to be pretty. So your your dump stat's going to be wisdom, um, or charisma. <laughs> you know, yeah. which is a tough one to dump on. You know, so this is you're going to have a pretty even keeled kind of player here. I think you're not going to want to have. I mean, wisdom is probably it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, it you you have to make some decisions here, and I think going back to those racial abilities. Uh, picking the right race might have to definitely come into play. So, progressing just a little bit, the runes that you get options to, it, this is kind of interesting to me in the fact that it, it creates a problem. So, from a DM's perspective, it creates it creates a problem for me in the fact that you now become a metagame player. In, in, in the fact of, okay... One, so just quickly, hill rune. You This rune's magic bestows a resilience reminiscent of a hill giant. So essentially it gives you advantage on saving throws against being poisoned, and you have resistance against being poisoned, or against poison damage. So you take half damage, right? Mm -hmm. In addition, you can invoke the rune as a bonus action, gaining resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing for one minute. Once you invoke the rune, you cannot do so until you finish a short or long rest. So, okay, okay so if I'm... Fighting spiders, whatever. I'm gonna invoke spiders. the the hill rune, yeah, and then become immune. So it 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 kind of bugs me to an extent in the fact that mm -hmm. you're gonna metagame, and this is gonna lead towards players metagaming. People being people, they're gonna try and do what's the strongest, just available. Right, right. Uh, and that's where, as a DM, throw them a curveball. You know, like keep them on their toes, uh, and I think because yeah, naturally players are going to be like, "Ooh, we're going into a cave with a bunch of spider webs. Spiders are poisonous. Boom, hill room." Uh, but you only get two at this level, so you're you're going to have to pick and choose, right? So there are there are several types of giants here, several types of runes. So you are going to have to be selective, yeah. and I, I I don't think you ever get more than uh, three. We'll see. But we did skip over the uh, the saves for these runes. Uh, the magic save DC equals eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your intelligence modifier. So yeah. you're definitely not going to want to make that your your dump. You're going to want to, uh, along with strength and this, I think are going to be your two highest. Maybe con, you know, get get some hit points in there. Um, I think. But you yeah, get, I think strength in this for sure. I think you get more than two. So each time you gain a level in this class, you can replace one rune you know with a different one. Well, so two, and then swap them out. But I think at a certain point you do get like a third rune, so you know you know two, and then you can yeah, swap okay. them at level ups. Um, 
So we got the that was the hill, the hill giant. We got the fire giant or the the ild, uh, ild. rune. This rune's magic channels the masterful craftsmanship of fire giant smiths. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check that you make that uses your proficiency with a tool. You do become proficient proficient with smith's tools. Which so is you, you which is that. different in the fact that not a lot of these subclasses give you additional proficiencies. Yeah, so this I like this. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna put a focus on those tools that very rarely outside of thieves' tools that very rarely get used, right? What other right. set of tools are you using on a regular basis? Where now, going back to that F word, you're using your tools to add flavor into the game and into checks. And I think Xanathar's guide tried to do this. They had a lot of, uh, they put more emphasis on the tools, and and I like that they're doing this because outside of thieves' tools, they just they're kind of a forgotten thing. Yeah. Until okay. like that that one time, you're like, oh shit. Um, but anyway, there's more. Uh, in addition, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can invoke the rune to summon fiery shackles. The target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained for one minute. While restrained by the shackles, the target takes 2d6 fire damage at the start of each of its turns. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, banishing the shackles on a success. Once you invoke the rune, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. I that's That seems like a lot of damage, and especially if you beef up your intelligence and you make that, that DC high. Uh, you, every round two d six, two d six, two d six. That reminds me of heat metal. I can dig um, it. Yeah, that's it's very much like a heat metal, uh, kind of thing. Which I like it. That that's a that. So, um, the animated spell book, Z, Z mm -hmm. Bashu. Yeah, they did they did heat metal. Which if you haven't seen the the YouTube video or the animated show that they do, it was really funny. Um. But it's, I think it's an underrated spell that people don't use. So right. this is kind of one of those things that it, it's like a dot. So you're going to just damage over time and you put it here and then you move on to the next, right? Yeah. It doesn't say it's concentration or anything. So once you no, put it's it on, a save. It, yep. And it's a save at the end of their turn. Um, and like most fighter things, you get it back at a short rest, which is. You Big. get these these magical runes back at a short rest, which is nice. It's like yeah. you know, um, where most people are tapped and waiting for that long rest. That fighter can kind of come in and, and save the day. There. Yeah, again, we're at third um, level, so third level two d six is pretty strong. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, let's see, frost runes next. The ice. This rune's magic evokes a frost giant stoic calm. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune, you have advantage on animal handling checks and in, 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 intimidation checks. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of specific, right? Animal handling and intimidation. <laughs> not not two that me personally as a player use very often. Yeah. Um, but it's there. In addition, you can invoke the rune as a bonus action. To increase your strength score by two for ten minutes, uh, this increases. This increase can cause your score to exceed twenty, but not thirty. <laughs> Once you invoke the rune, you can't do it again until short long rest. That one's that one's uh, useful. Eh. Yeah, you never know. But 
It's there. Uh, <laughs> I, moving on. I feel like that would I be mean, a, a poorly used one, to be honest. Like, yeah, that's a... Eh. You're, but again, so you have the damage one with the fire, and then you have this one that could be, you know, help you in diplomatic situations. I mean, as diplomatic as, as intimidation will can be. be. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, or, you know, like animal handling, trying to calm down whatever. Sure. Uh, but then, you know, the strength, you never know. Right? And the runes magic evokes uh, while wearing. Okay, so it has to be you. I was thinking, could you inscribe it on a suit of armor and give it to somebody else? But no, it doesn't. You have to be wearing it. Right. Okay. Alright. Uh, cloud Do you room. Because it does say while wearing or carrying an object. Oh. Well, that would be the fighter themselves. You have advantage. Yeah, I'm not seeing any verbiage that says you could give it to somebody else and then, like, bardic inspiration and yeah. give them uh, this power. So it's it's on you. It's yep. on you. But if strength is, is one, of, like we discussed earlier, strength is one of your... Um, your key stats along with intelligence like getting it above 20 you got to lift this door up you got to push this boulder out of the way this might be the rune this is the rune you're looking for this is uh, all go ahead reminding me a lot of materia from final fantasy 7 in a way yeah cuz you can equip that in the game and it gives you some stat boosts or it gives you some abilities it's, that's cool I think it provides some interesting concepts for like a Final Fantasy with themed game if you okay. wanted to do it. Yeah. But I think this is adding a whole lot more to keep track of. You have to remember that you have advantage on all these things or all these abilities. <laughs> it it becomes a lot more to track. I agree. And 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 I think it's good to have only two that you have to pay attention to. Right? And then that's on you as the players knowing knowing your character, knowing and especially, you don't get this to level three, so I assume you should be looking ahead a little bit and kind of, you know, pre being predestined in what you want. Yeah. So kind of having a good working knowledge of these. But yeah, I agree. It's it. They are more things to hang on to uh, and pay attention to. Which some players they want that, right? They want more that their character can do. It does. It does. Playing. So I've played a lot of fighters, barbarians, and stuff like that. It is boring watching all of these magic casters and people <laughs> yeah. who have fun stuff to do. Just like I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. And right. You're like, but, I'm gonna hit it twice. Like but that's what I do. A, a fighter can come in and do thirty damage around and just you know. Well, and right. by the way, second wind here come you know or the. But no, it's this. It's the same every time. Like is is yeah. the concern. Yeah. So this does get some of those like you're you're now blurring the lines between much like the arcane archer was you know uh, you're blurring the lines between that martial fighter and magic user yes which I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna give us a bunch of classes you're gonna see more of those lines blurred I think right so but moving on with the sky rune or cloud rune the rune's magic emulates the deceptiveness of a cloud giant. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune, you have advantage on sleight of hand checks and deception checks. So there we go. Now, I, those are some that you use a little more often. Uh, pickpocketing, deceiving. Uh, I like that. 
In addition, when you are, you are a creature you can see within 30 feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to invoke the rune and cause that attack to target a different creature within 30 feet of you, other than the attacker. Using the same roll, this magic can transfer the attack regardless of the attack's range. Once you invoke the rune, you can't do it again until short or long rest. So there we go. Now we're, now we're uh, uh, helping our allies out. Uh, somebody's getting attacked within 30 feet of you. Reaction. Boom. They got to move their attack to somebody else. Uh, again, helping helping uh, teammates out. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think it's great. It's good uh, yeah. control. Yeah. So so far we're we're through four of these. Some so we're getting like some damage ones. We're getting some where we're helping an ally. We're getting some where you know we are using some of the the skills and abilities that may not get used a lot. So we're getting a, a nice swath of of options here. So they're not just all damage dealers or all, you know, whatever. Uh, so I, I kind of like that. Again, you got to pick and choose, right? Uh, moving on, we got we got two more. We got the stone and the storm. Uh, so Stein, the stone rune. The rune's magic channels the insightfulness of a stone giant. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune, you have advantage on insight checks, and you have dark vision out to the range of 60 feet. If you already have dark vision, the range range increases by 30. In addition, when a creature you can see ends its turn within 30 feet of you, you can use your reaction to invoke the rune to force the creature to make a wisdom saving throw. Unless the save succeeds, the creature is charmed by you for one minute. While charmed in this way, the creature has a speed of zero, is incapacitated, descending into a dreamy stupor. The effect ends if the charmed creature takes any damage or if someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its haste. There we go. That's the uh, the stone. So, do you think if you have dark vision from a spell, that this would then add to that? Say it again. So, since it adds dark vision by uh, up to thirty feet, if you already have it, does it help you if you have a spell? Bob says no. What would you do? What What do you mean if if you have a spell? So, if you, you have a spell, spell, dark vision applied to you. Oh, and you can see in the dark. Does it add thirty feet on top of that? Mm. I'm curious how you would handle it. I have no insight because I'm not a DM, so I'm curious what you guys were thinking, Bob. Yeah, Bob, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't specifically say. Yeah, it doesn't say where you got vision. it from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems weird to get it from a spell to me. Yeah. I don't know that it's something that I would personally have asked about, like in yeah. game. But having go- going through it, it's it's a I thought that popped in my head at least. What level hmm. of a spell is dark vision? That's what I want to know. Let's see. That's a second level spell. How many times do people use dark vision as a spell? That's that's an interesting one. It's like. Because there's always somebody in your group, most likely speaking, that has dark vision. I think a lot of people don't use dark vision yeah. unless you're a whole group of humans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that was the case, I'd probably I'd I'd let it stack. Okay. Um, Conflicting opinions. <laughs> and it, it, and it's only on you, so it's not like you're you're beefing up everybody. Yep. Everybody gets dark vision plus 30 feet you know it's only you so yeah i'd probably i'd probably let it go if somebody wanted to use it so i'm a human fighter somebody wanted to use their level two spell dark vision on me 
and then I use this. I yeah, I'd I'd let it I'd let it roll. Bob's not here. We'll just okay. we'll make up our own game. <laughs> this one seems right. like it's the most tame of the runes, though. It yeah, helps, it is, but it doesn't. It's not like super effective in a lot of ways. Yeah, the advantage on insight checks is kind of interesting, but the yeah. insight checks don't seem like they can be all that beneficial. They don't give you a huge advantage, at least in my experience. Yeah, we're well, we're not a party that insights all the time i've watched some games where you know everybody's inciting everybody all the time just trying to get get something out of it um so if that's the kind gotcha. of player you are this would i think this would work but yeah our our games don't really revolve around insight checks and charm charm is interesting i you know it, it's one of those things that at the right time it's going to help you out a ton but all yeah, right, last, one, last one the storm rune uh, using this rune, you can glimpse the future like a storm giant while wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this rune. You have advantage on intelligence arcana checks, and you can't be surprised as long as you are not incapacitated. So no matter like, and there's no time limit on this. So you inscribe your, your shield with this rune. You cannot be surprised. That could be interesting. In addition, you can invoke the rune as a bonus action to enter a prophetic state for one minute or until you're incapacitated. Until the state ends, when you or another creature you can see within 60 feet of you makes an attack roll, saving throw, or an ability check, you can use your reaction to cause the roll to have advantage or disadvantage. Once you do this, you can't do it again until you finish a short along. I like this one the most, I think. Why do you because like of that? Because of that advantage and disadvantage. I feel like this one puts a lot of more control in the DM's hands in a way. Because if you're going to be prophetic or you're going to be able to see the future, that puts a lot of weight on the DM to tell you what's going to happen. So I think that's kind of... I don't know how, how okay. I feel about that. Because I feel yeah. like in, if you're going to be prophetic, the DM has to tell you things that are going to happen. And are going to happen at least within the current path forward. If something changes because of it, obviously that changes the outcome. But yeah, I think this one at least involves the DM more. Is probably the better way to put it. Okay, yeah, I think so that's kind of cool. Actually, I looked up the definition of prophetic, just uh, accurately describing or predicting what will happen in the future. Right, like you know, prophet. You know, um, I just. I wanted to make sure that it, it doesn't include any kind of like zoning out or, or trancing where the DM can kind of manipulate you that way. Like if you're in the state, you're now, you know, your speed is zero or something like that, you know, where they're, you're in such a kind of removed state from the, the plane of existence that you're on. Uh, and there's no verbiage here that's saying that, but I just, you know, clarification. Um, but I think where the the prophetic piece comes in is is you are pushing more towards success or failure, right? So if it's if it's an enemy making that attack roll, you you invoke the disadvantage, and now hopefully that's that's heightening the percentage of them failing. Hey, I'm a prophet. Sometimes prophets are wrong, um, but I kind of like this. Just if there's that one roll you got to have, give your give your buddy advantage. Um. But I, I like I'd probably pick this one in the fire one, I think. The storm and the fire. I would agree. Just so I could do some damage. And and you're always like think about 
you're always going to need advantage or disadvantage. Right? You're going to be able to use that all the time. Where doing a animal handling check, inside check, you know, few and far between. But how many rolls do you make a night that you could give advantage or disadvantage to? Right. Um, and so until the state ends, yeah, and it can happen as many times. It seems like. As long as they're within 60 feet of you, they make an attack roll, saving throw, and ability check. You can use your reaction. Okay. So use your reaction, which, again, is an underused action in the string of actions. So I, I love that now we're getting another use for the reaction. Um, and you can just keep doing it, like, every turn. Right? I mean... Yeah. I don't have Hellish Rebuke as a, as a fighter, so here comes Disadvantage. <laughs> Uh, so I'd probably pick that one and, and the fire one. I like it. Okay, so that's all the runes that you can have. Um, I, I think it's a good, like I said, swath of abilities and ideas and things that you can, you know, whatever kind of uh, uh, focus you want your guide to, your, your player, your character to be, you can kind of add to it. Um, so you get more at level three. We're not we're not even outside of level three, guys. Giant might. You can imbue yourself with the might of giants as a bonus action. You magically gain the following benefits, which last for one minute. If you're smaller smaller than large, you become large, along with anything you are wearing. If you lack the room to become <laughs> large, your size doesn't change. You have advantage on strength checks and saving throws. Your weapons deal one d six extra damage. You can use this twice before long rest. So, All right. this reminds me of the old Warcraft, uh, like three days, where you were the dwarf and he just grows really big and gains extra hit points and does damage and stuff. Um, pretty interesting. So it's like you grow in the stature and you become, you know. Yeah. I, I like it. I like the idea of the shadow getting bigger, you know, right, you know, like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, turning from Dr. Jekyll into Mr. Hyde, just, you know, growing, going from Bruce Banner into the Hulk kind of thing. Um, when does a fighter get dealing, second attack? Uh, that's level five, so you're not quite there yet, but you're getting extra damage. So at level three, as a bonus, at level three, you could do 2d6 fire damage every turn, as long as they fail. Yep. You could do an extra 1d6 might, and then you could do your weapon. Wow. That's a lot of damage. At level 3, yeah. And But that's the fighter, though. I mean, it's in the name, right? Fighter. I'm going to fight you yeah. and do damage. Like So I'm, I'm on board with that because all the other people around me are doing cool shit with their spells that I'm just going to do a shit ton of damage. And... and there are players that that's their motivation, right? Like, mm -hmm. I just want to go in and do a ton of damage. I want to be in encounters, and I think this is this is for them. Yeah, that feels like a lot of damage, and for level three, I mean, I don't, I don't have enough experience to know how much it really is, but it feels like a whole shit ton. Which, like you said, Chris, I'm on board with it. And I, I think it also helps open up the other players to do a little bit more healing or something in in battle, mm -hmm. because now you're doing enough damage for maybe even two people at level three. So I think there's uh, some rebalancing that kind of has to go on if you have, when you get the uh, giant light. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do get a, a fighting style 
And you can take two weapon fighting, where you get to add your ability modifier to damage at the second attack. And then now you get your ability modifier plus this extra 1d6. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're a badass. You're a fighter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Bad dudes. It's because they're, the they're bad dudes. <laughs> Name that movie. Parenthood. Parenthood. Yep. Joaquin Phoenix was in that movie. All right. So there we go. We are level three. We are tapped out. Uh, going into level four, you pick up an ability score improvement. Level five, you get your extra attack. Level six, another ability score improvement. So you're going to have a chance between level three and seven when you pick up your next archetype feature to ability score improvement twice. And those are those are just standard fighter levels. So those aren't yeah those yeah stand, yeah these are not part of this. This is outside of the archetype. So you could get that that intelligence boosted up if you're thinking that's what you want, or you could do one intelligence, one strength. Yeah, do do a little more damage. But at seventh level, you get defensive runes. You learn to invoke your rune magic to protect your allies. Okay, I like this. When another creature you can see within 60 feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to grant a bonus to the creature's AC against that attack. The bonus equals one plus your intelligence modifier. In addition, you learn one new rune. So you have a total of three now. So A total of three runes. So you could, you know, say wizard gets hit with 12 AC. <laughs> Boom. And you have one plus your intelligence modifier of three, would be. It's going to be two. three or four. Yeah, you could you could do pretty. Uh, you could give Ooh. seventeen. Sixteen, flip, seventeen flip wizard. on your wizard. Yeah. As as a reaction. I like it. It's. So one thing that's crazy about this. You learn to invoke the rune your rune magic to protect your allies. When another creature you can see within 60 feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to grant a bonus. It doesn't say expend a rune. Nope. It doesn't say once per it's long just, rest. Just a reaction. So once once every cycle of turns, you can yep. do this to give yep. plus one plus I would say plus modifier. Four, four to five. Yeah. And it doesn't um, matter what rune you have chosen. Well, this and you get a third a one, which you get third one, you can use the, uh, you know, the disadvantage yep. to rune of storm rune. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I think it's cool. Uh, it's the only thing you get at seventh level. Yeah. Um, you know, it's okay. Eighth level, you get an ability score improvement. Ninth level, you get Indomitable. It's Indomitable. I think you get a... Indomitable, you get to, like, succeed on a saving yeah. throw if you failed. Uh, level 9 was what we got to in Tomb, and that's as far as I got with the fighter. So, uh, at level 10, you get... And I think I used Indomitable against a Serac and passed. Spoilers! I, I passed one saving throw. Ah, it's, you're passed. It's gone. All right. And so, ability score improvement again. At level ten. No, at level uh, eight. At eight, 
you get another ability. So that's one, two, three. And fighters get the most ability score improvements, I think. So it makes sense. Yeah. You're just beefing up where I think traditionally you beef up strength or dexterity. But now, like, I'm thinking, man, get that intelligence up. Boom. Here's some AC for you, buddy. Like, I got you. Uh, yeah. At, at level 10, we get great stature. The magic of your runes permanently alters you. When you gain the feature, roll 3d4. <laughs> you grow a number of inches in height equal to the roll. Moreover, the extra damage you deal with your giant might feature increases to a d8. So it was a d6, and it increases to a d8, plus you're, like, growing. In addition, you learn one new rune of your choice. So, so now you four. have four out of how many? Seven? One, so you know more two, than half three, of them? Three, four, five, six. Six? Four out of six. So you're getting a good cho good set of choices yeah. there. You're getting rid of the, the crummiest ones. D8 damage. So imagine doing this as like a Goliath, where you're already 7 yeah. feet tall, and then you grow 3D4, which could be up to 12 inches. Which is a, a you know a whole another foot. foot. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun because it I, makes it's you... It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden your clothes are smaller, the, you know? Like, okay, the only, like, real mechanical thing is you get the D8 instead of the D6. Yeah. And, and, and a rune. So, okay, cool. But, like, from a roleplay standpoint, like, not true, like, game mechanic, you could almost break from a, a medium to a large creature. Yeah, so that's the question. If you were a Goliath, the biggest of... Is a Goliath medium? Yes. Yeah. So if you're a Goliath... The biggest of the medium creatures, and you let's say you roll twelve, so you, now you're up in in the eight foot plus range. You're gonna let them be a large. So, I I don't think you would ever reach large because medium's five feet to ten to nine point okay. eleven inches. All right. Whereas large is ten feet. All right. But again, and you know. It's cool roleplay stuff. It's cool, like, you know, you're going to have to wear short clothes for a while. <laughs> clothes that don't fit. Um, and but you get the D. Goliaths are between 7 and 8 feet tall, so probably not. So at most, you're getting, like, 9 feet. Yeah. So not, yeah, you're out of the range, but. Okay. Um, at 11th level, you get another extra attack. Now you have three attacks. Plus your second cool. wind, which you could... Plus, yeah, your uh, second wind. Um, you get another ability score improvement at 12. You pick up another uh, indomitable at 13. Another ability score at 14. And then at 15, you pick up a new feature. Rune Magic Mastery. You got it? No, I'm just reading that like mentally, oh. like rune magic mastery. It's interesting. You can invoke each rune you know from your rune magic feature twice, rather than once. So you have four. Now you get to do it eight times. No. Yeah, no, you have five. You have five now. Oh, dude. oh shoot! Because you also gain a fifth rune. Which, again, the runes, <laughs> there's six total. So you could just say, hey, I'm probably going to leave out the one that gives me uh, proficiency in animal handling. Yeah. Which, um, but every other one, like, I'm going to shackle shit. I'm going to get advantage on every throw. Yeah, dude, this is... I love it. 
I like it. Yeah. The I mean, 15, uh, 15's pretty we're in, high. Like, right. We're in that hero territory, right? Oh, yeah. You're in game here. I, I do think this might be kind of lazy, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to give him. Just let him do it again. Shots fired. <laughs> You're not, not in a bad way. I'm just, you know. I don't know. Be, I mean, it goes back to that thing Travis was saying earlier. It's like, so many things to pay attention to. Okay, so now I'm using these more often, so therefore I'm not struggling with the understanding of them or forgetting them. Um, but I, I'm also I'm also gonna say it's kind of lazy when you hit level 18 too. So let's hit 16, 17 real quick in the just standard 16, fighter. 16 another ability score improvement. 17 action surge you can use twice now. Indomitable you can use three times now, so you can auto success on. Is it auto success or just re-roll? I think it's a re-roll. Um, um, you must use the new roll. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a re-roll. Yeah. But, uh, but so, you get three of those. So here's... You hit the word lazy, and then you hear, then you get 18th level, Blessing of the Allfather. You learn how to share your rune magic with your allies. When you use your giant might feature... So we got that at level 3. It's now a 1d8 to your attack, and you grow larger and... You know, you get advantage on some stuff. You can also choose one willing creature you see within 60 feet. So... Uh, you're giving a D8 extra damage to somebody. At level 18, like... What? So when you use your giant might feature, that is a bonus action, and it only lasts one minute. So you're going to use that in combat, most likely. Probably. And you can use it twice. Do you gain extra uses of it? It never said, so I I would think you get it twice. That's kind of yeah, that's it, these. It's kind of a deflating here at the end with the uh, fifteen and eighteen. So I would archetype. say over, overall, this the fighter just base class itself is is extremely strong, and then you add some of this stuff to it. Um. Which is like, you know, the the like rune stuff to it. Between levels three and ten, you're like unstoppable. But then, like, you hit this sharp decline of just stuff you don't get much of anymore, right? Right. So we've seen that a lot with these uh, UA UA things, and, and I wonder if they're doing it because of the fact that. Um, not many campaigns hit in like level twenty. Okay, All like right. sub five percent, I would say. Yeah. So don't put a lot of time. Don't invest a lot of time in those upper level things. Yeah. But what kind of you're level eighteen, and you're with a party of party of five. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Sorry. But you got your party of five. You're able to give an extra D8 damage to one person one time. Whoopity do, Basil. Like whoopity do, man. Like I'm, I'm casting and, this level of spells that are just like. And to be clear, it's your weapon attacks, so you're not even granting it to like wizards or sorcerers or warlocks. Right. So, uh, this is kind of this is kind of bummer. This is bummer territory for me. Yeah, this is uh, Poo Town, and we just... Population <laughs> me, bro. Population you, bro. 
so, <laughs> Travis, I had a I, I threw out the uh, the artificer rune fighter rune knight here. Any any similarities? I um, thought it might have, but I maybe that fell off. Yeah, at first I thought so too, um, and I think there are some, and you know, in that there's magical abilities imbued into objects and weapons and all that. And with the one rune, you get uh, proficiency with some new tools. Uh, so those are cool. I think there's a place for them to work together. Um, I feel like there's some opportunity, especially for role play between the two. So like, hey, okay. I learned how to do this. You could probably also learn. You could here. Let me show you this. You might find it interesting. Or hey, look what I can do, kind of thing. I think there's some cool friendship RP related stuff here. Other than that, it really fell off. It's definitely not as related as I thought it was going to be from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I thought it, it would have more of this kind of creation element to it, especially when you get mm-hmm. smithing tools. Yep. You know, you get that proficiency. So I'm thinking there's going to be more creating your own stuff, not just imbuing it with runes. Now, how are you going to imbue those with runes? Are you actually etching in runes, or is this a magical tracing? I think that's up to you as the player. So there, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe the DM's gonna go ahead and give me a give me a Smith check. You know, if you want to add a little more, uh, well, so a, a lot of the t- elements to it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, like runes in D anD D are like simple tracings on the ground in dirt, so right. or like salt or stuff, stuff like that. So I could see you doing like runes in like fantasy Blood. marker. Right, blood, right. whatever. So you can just make these runes like ad hoc, so you don't have to be a smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I could see that being fun, and it adds a lot of flavor. Flavor. We're in Flavor Town right now, and <laughs> the population's all of us because uh. it, it does do that. Um, I think. <laughs> I'm just going to say it a lot because uh, we were given uh, the feedback. Right. We said flavor so, too much. I, I guess that that is the disappointment here for me is one, there's not the uh, more emphasis on the creation element. Like you, you kind of, you got the palette wet with, you get Smith tools. Okay. I want to see that kind of play out a little bit. Um, and again, maybe that plays out as you play your character, but there's nothing mechanically that requires you to know Smith tools, so it's kind of like an empty, empty gift. Uh, the box is empty on Christmas morning. So there's that, and then the the last two features here are just really kind of meh for me. And and it's not taking because you're already doing a shit ton of damage and you're getting three attacks, right? So you're gonna you're gonna hold your own even without these on the battlefield, but it just doesn't do much even for other people. Like, ooh, I give you a D8 on your, your sword attack, sir. Okay. <laughs> Flavor like, Town hype. Yeah. So I think it's, in my professional opinion, my professional opinion is this is a good class for a campaign from 3 to 10. If your campaign's going to go more than that, you kind of you drop off in your power level. Multi-class. Uh, yeah, multi-class would probably be a good idea here. Um but yeah, because if you stop at ten, you're getting you're getting an additional rune magic. So you get the fourth one. You grow. You deal the D eight. I think that's a good good place to stop. Yeah, go into a different territory. 
you know, maybe some paladin, maybe some, you know, uh, rogue even. Well, so you have a high intelligence. You yeah. You could go wizard. A oh, wizard's Ooh. wisdom, I think. Um, yeah, wizard. No, they're intelligent. Intelligence. I think, yeah. So you could go, like, you could multi-class into a caster now and use some of these runes that, hey, guess what? I'm going to make my armor higher. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. When another creature you can see, so you can't grant your own defensive rune on you, which is kind of silly, too. Like, I feel like you should be able to grant your own defensive rune on yourself. So, to multi-class into a wizard, you need an intelligence score of 13. You're definitely going to be past that. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Yeah, no. Um, and at level 10, as a, a character level at level 10 with all of the fighter ability score improvements, you should be there pretty easy. And then, then guess what? You got like a battle mage with runes that you you probably wreck stuff. So I don't think this alone can yeah. can satisfy a level twenty rune knight. Right. Yeah. I think I, I agree. It, if you were to go multi, this would be a perfect multi class. Perfect. But I'm looking at the different options for multi classing. Wizard is definitely one. I think that would be a cool combination. Uh, you could do a lot with the runes. But there's really not much more you can go into. I don't think you'd want to go into Barbarian, because then you're losing the unarmored defense, etc., etc. I don't think you're going to have Charisma to go into Bard, Sorcerer, or Warlock. Maybe Rogue might be the next one. Paladin, you still have to have Charisma of 13, so... I I, I like the idea of a wizard. I think that's... That's it. So... And, and to be honest, I'm pulling it up here. Um, Fleshmith in the chat here said you could take a Warcaster feat instead of ability score improvement. Which Warcaster feat? True. You have an advantage. You have advantage one Constitution save that you make to maintain concentration on a spell. So you have advantage on that for one. Uh, you can perform the somatic components of spells even when you have weapons and shield. Cool. When a hostile okay. creature's movement provokes an opportunity attack from you, you can use your reaction to cast a spell. So okay. you're going to be in melee. You're going to be you're gonna getting take hit, shots. so you're going to have advantage. And then you right. like, hey, I'm going to just shoot a little fireball, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, you're going to have to sacrifice one of those ability score improvements. Pick up Warcaster. Multi-class into Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think this is... So I'm 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 happy with multi if we look at this yeah. strictly from a multi classing, but I would say base fighter, base level base level three. At least hit level three in fighter with this because if you're not you don't get the room, so it's kind of pointless and right. yeah, you, that's, you're yeah. dumb for wasting your time. But so base fighter level three, that's when you hit your archetype. And then boom, wizard. Actually that might be the best right there. I think go to level three. Yeah. Because you pick up your giant might, so you're dealing an extra D6, and then go wizard the rest of the way and get get yourself up to, like, level seven, level ten wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. I, I agree 100%. Going this all the way is 
kind of foolish. So you, it, um, actually, you may go you may go fourth level fighter, and you get that ability well, score improvement. Flesh in the chest is fifth. Gets you that second attack too. So you might creep up into fifth level. I I, I kind of agree. Okay, I'm good. I like that. And maybe you go three three fighter, sprinkle in some wizard, and then come back to fighter. And only because, only because, if you you're if you're starting a campaign at level one, it's going to be brutal to to have this like thought process and this build. Yeah. Yeah, but like if you start a campaign at level five, next level, boom, you're a wizard, and right. you're good to go. I can hardly wait. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's all right. You say we put a bow on this some bitch. Yeah, let's uh, like a plan. Let's package this baby. Let's light this candle. Let's make like a tree and get the hell out of you here. You should have seen the toast. I couldn't even get it through the front door. <laughs> Uncle Buck. <laughs> um, He's cooking our garbage. <laughs> Favorite line. Um, that and rent a foot fungus. But sorry, Uncle Buck got me off track. <laughs> Here we are. We talked about the Rune Knight Arcane or Rune Knight Fighter <laughs> Martial Archetype. There we go. In the Unearthed Arcana, uh, hot off the presses. Got some goods, got some bads. I think we we figured out a, a a path of travel if we were to make one of these. Um, and quite honestly, if it was in D and D Beyond, we maybe would have made that. But it's not in there yet. It'll be there soon. Uh, patience. Maybe for the next one. one. Yeah, maybe for the next one. But there are two more out there. Uh, there is the Swarm Keeper Ranger option and the Revived Rogue. Uh, option, which both sound kind of cool. I'm excited for um, the Swarm Keeper because yeah. Rangers Ranger needs suck. help. But I'm yep. so imagine the revived. So I kind of read ahead on that one a little bit. Imagine the revived in Tomb of Annihilation, where you have a Soulmonger that's anybody that has come back. So yeah. if you imagine like revived, it's come back, and now you slowly start to decay. Oh God, yeah, that's bad. Bad, news. bad player choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there, those are in the future here on, on the Table Talk. Uh, we are looking towards a date when they stop releasing Unearthed Archon, and we can talk about some other things. But just because they're very topical right now, we want to make sure we get them out there and, and our thoughts, because our thoughts matter. Well, I would we also like... Yes, I would also like to ask, what do you think? So I did get some feedback and yeah. it, that these were kind of boring. Um I mean, that's not that's kind of what this is to an extent in, in the yeah. fact that we're helping you understand like what's out there. I know a lot of people already understand uh, Unearthed Arcana with it being so prevalent on D&D Beyond now mm -hmm. and such a tight partnership. But we're doing this to, to help spread this information because not everybody's in the know. So if you like it, let us know and we'll continue going through these. If it's an overwhelming, yeah. this is really dumb and boring... We'll change it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in in true table talk podcast fashion, this, this is very casual, and we're working through these. I enjoy uh, talking through these because we we get people like Flesh in the chat. We're one on one, baby. That's bounce, bouncing stuff back at us, like ten out of ten fighter wizard combo, warcaster coming at you. You know, uh, we're sharing ideas as a community, and I think anytime we can do that, that's good news. I mean, there are stuff on YouTube where you can zoom through these Unearthed Arcanas in 10 minutes. 
feel free, man. Check them out. Uh, but we're we're taking that casual stroll through these, and and breaking them apart, and really uh, trying to understand where Wizards of the Coast is coming at, and how we might incorporate these into a player character in a game. So, but but as always, like constructive feedback is much much welcomed. So, if you got some, send it our way. Uh, and you know, if you like it, smash that like button. I said it. I don't uh. care. Oh, I feel, dirt. I feel dirty, my friend. Me too. Yeah, I just got I got a layer of grease on me now. Uh, you know, hit that bell, that notification bell, all those things that we've never said before. <laughs> never say it again. Uh, but anyway, th- this has been <laughs> the table talk for this Thursday. Uh, I truly appreciate all you people there in the chat, all you people in the chat, hanging out with us and, and bouncing ideas. And I appreciate the two fine young gentlemen uh, hanging out with me on a Thursday night, sitting and sharing this computer screen. Likewise. Thank you. Agree. Thank you. Um, uh, no one shot this Monday, Tuesday coming up, episode three of The Gods We Know. Check it out. Things are getting uh, spicy. I didn't actually make it through the whole episode two. I got to go back and listen. Um, but I'm, Sheriff Nippleton is... Also, I would, <laughs> I would like to say one thing that we're, we'll do a, a call to action. If you're interested, if you sub during The Gods We Know, you will be made into an NPC. And, yes. and sub on Twitch. If if you sub during the Ghosts of the Past on Wednesday nights, I will make you into an NPC. Probably you won't die, but there may be a chance you could. Because <laughs> our party on the Ghosts of the Past don't like NPCs at all. So and there's a high probability you will die by, by yeah. a party member. But we will say a prayer for you on your way out. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks everybody for uh, sticking us sticking through this this ending. It's it's a long winded. It's hard to say goodbye. Yes, I it mean, is. But with that, but goodbye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.